Welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch today, I have Jeff. Jeff is the co-founder of Markup Hero. Welcome to the couch, man. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be sitting here. Yeah. And so on Startup Couches, we have amazing founders all across the world, you know, building great products out. Um, we have them on the couch where they talk about their products, talk about the journeys that's led to these products that they have in the market today and the challenges they are facing and how they're overcoming them, you know, just their backstories that inspire other founders who are in the space that are building or other people looking to just get into building, basically. So, jumping right into it, what is Markup Hero and how does it all work? Well, Markup Hero is a web-based SaaS application uh, for taking screenshots and annotating various types of files. So this is a extremely common use case. In fact, you know, I'm sure you'll ask me uh, later about challenges, but it's a very crowded space. Um, there are a lot of ways to accomplish this goal, uh, but it's also a very popular thing. You know, for a lot of a lot of people, it's a daily activity taking screenshots to communicate uh, ideas, whether it's feedback or QA or um, marketing materials, and then adding arrows and boxes and callouts and highlights uh, is something that that a lot of us do daily and share those files via links in uh, Slack, uh, via email, on social media, and different places. So uh, it's it's a pretty well known type of product, uh, which is which you know makes it great, but it also is challenging because there's a lot of ways to do it. Yeah, that makes sense. So, this is really interesting. A product that helps you take screenshots and, you know, communicate all of those to, um, you know, through marketing or however it is you want to communicate it. You know, explaining things using screenshots and annotations. That's actually really amazing. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a very useful thing. We've, you know, we've tried to go beyond just uh, annotating or adding markup to screenshots. Uh, you can, you know, upload images, you can upload PDFs, you can uh, connect it to, to your Google Drive and annotate Google Docs. Uh, so we're, we've sort of moved in a direction of, you know, annotate anything. You know, the idea is that eventually whatever type of file you have, uh, you know, whatever it is, you can just drop it in this, this application and you can start to annotate on top of it instantly. You know, with PDFs, it's a great example. There are a ton of PDF editors out there, uh, including Acrobat. Uh, but it's PDFs can get very large and it can be very taxing on uh, your computer to try and annotate a PDF, especially if it's 50 pages. Uh, so the way we built the platform is you know, in a, a few seconds when uploading a, a PDF, you can instantly start adding these, you know, annotations, arrows, callouts, highlights, other kinds of markup on top of the PDF uh, very quickly. So it's really built for speed and, and quick use uh, versus some of the, the other tools, especially in the PDF and, and other types of files. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's built for that, that rapid uh, feedback format okay that makes sense that makes sense and so um how do you do your customer segmentation who is your main customer segment today well it's 
it's a tough one because it's used by a lot of different kinds of people. We have teachers, we have product managers, we have project managers, we have entrepreneurs, we have uh, engineers, all kinds of different people across the gamut use this kind of tool. So that makes it challenging uh, when we're trying to find our, our initial target market, when we're trying to do marketing, um, because you know you can't. it's very difficult to market to everybody and uh, do that at scale. So we found a, a couple of segments that are, you know, that fit the best uh, and seem to resonate the best with our messaging and our, our approach. Uh, I'd say product managers and project managers are, are probably one of the bigger categories for us. And a lot of the marketing that we do, which is, is largely content marketing, we do some uh, paid advertising, but really we're, we're focused on SEO and content creation. And a lot of that is around product management and project management those kinds of people are regularly you know communicating their ideas giving feedback um you know reviewing different kinds of documents and so it's really useful and important for them to to be able to message that quickly on any platform mm. okay that makes sense that makes sense um so very curious here how did you start markup here what's the final story like yeah so but just a quick background, I, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. This is uh, this is my sixth startup. I've uh, I, I had a very successful SaaS CRM company called Velocify in, that started in 2004 that we sold in 2017. That was a big one. We sold that for 130 million. Oh, wow. um, so uh, I've, I've had some some success. I started a, a, a accelerator fund in Los Angeles called Amplify. It's a, it's like a, sort of like an incubator. We're on our fifth fund. We've invested over 50 million in startups and we've had maybe 15 exits. So I've been around for a while. And in recent years, I've been doing mostly uh, startup consulting. So working with other entrepreneurs and other founders to help them launch their products or grow their, grow their businesses. And uh, so I do a lot of that. And this function, this screenshot and annotation thing was something that I just, I found myself doing every single day. And I uh, was, you know, I tested every product out there, you know, the one that's built into Mac, the a bunch I, I'd installed, a bunch I'd paid for. Uh, and I always found it, things lacking. There was just like, oh, I can't do this. Or, oh, I have to use this one to do this function and use this tool to use this to do this function. And it was something for years I just wanted to build for myself, you know, and a lot of founders that that turns out to be the way a product is built. You know, Dropbox is a great example. You know, uh, uh, when um, Houston was was building that product, it was really his own problem that he was solving, you know, while he was on the, on the bus, the train, not being able to access his documents. And so a lot of founders, you know, start companies that way. And it's a great way to start it because you have a built in customer. You have one customer that really needs it, you know, and that's that's a great way. To, to build a company and that's how it was for this product uh, and I knew from you know working with tons and tons of people over the years that other there were a lot of other people doing it and there were a lot of other successful products out there so I knew there was a market as well uh, what I didn't sort of realize in this particular business versus some of the others that I started is uh, you know the the competition at a super low price point this isn't a very expensive product you know this is a, a five dollar a month or forty dollar a year kind of product um and when you have a ton of competition in this space 
it's hard to displace. And so that's been a, a big challenge for us in this particular business, even though, you know, when com- customers do come our product, they, they retain really well and they're very happy and they see the differences. But in a lot of cases they're you know, this is the kind of category where if someone's using something that's working, okay, it's not perfect, but it's okay. It's kind of a, uh, one of those where it's hard for them to, to see the need to switch. And so that's been a real challenge for us is to, to identify and, and hone in on that uh, specific pain and, and encourage people to try an alternative. Um, that's something I hadn't dealt with as much in previous, previous startups. Mm. Okay. Wow. That's, that's really, really interesting. So um, how have you been running markup here so far? You know, have you raised VC money? You seem you're a VC yourself, so I'm wondering, are you bootstrapping this? You know, how 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 have you been running this so far? Yeah, so having been on both sides of the table, you know, having raised probably 30, 40 million for my own companies over the years, and having invested, uh, you know, like I said, 50, close to 50 million to other people's startups, I've I've seen uh, the pros and cons of that approach and. As I've gotten further in my career, it's been I've been less motivated to be a venture-backed startup. You know, I'd love to get another exit. You know, who doesn't want to get another big exit? But it's not the primary motivator for me at this point in my career. Uh, I really enjoy building software, and you know, wanted to build something that was uh, that could make great great cash flow um, and get to a point where maybe it makes sense to raise money. But uh, at this point it doesn't really make sense you know there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits to having a large war chest but it's also a detriment to the business if you're not careful and i've learned that you know the hard way in my own companies and uh, and with founders that i've worked with so in, in this case uh we've been bootstrapping we have you know three founders in this company an engineer myself and a, and a ui ux product guy so it's a very good team you know we can basically cover all angles i can do all the marketing and all the all the product work and and we have sort of everything handled um and you know we but we haven't hit that spot where i can say to myself you know what if i had another two million dollars in the bank i would spend it this way to execute and achieve a certain goal you know we grow we we acquire customers every day and the revenue and profitability ticks up uh and as we build and identify new product paths, you know, as I talk to customers and see, oh, you know what, they're using it this way, they might benefit from building this or that. So I think there's some things we see on the horizon that might lead to uh, some some pretty extensive uh, gr- growth, but I don't want to raise money and I'm being very cautious about that until we see one of those opportunities where I can really accelerate. Otherwise, I'd rather have you know, no cap table and be in a situation where, you know, if we, if we got to a point where we got, you know, an offer for the company for 10 million bucks and, you know, we had no investors in the company, it's just three founders. That's a fantastic exit for three guys, you know, yeah. uh, versus having raised 2 million bucks, almost certainly an investor is going to try to block that, that, you know, exit. They're not going to, they're not going to want that. Yeah. And that, you know, that pushes out your timeline and it creates stress and, and so I would say to, to, to you know, everybody listening and your founders, you know, think intelligently about when and why you want to raise money. Just being a venture backed company and having being able to say you raised money is not a good enough reason to do it. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of stuff. And, that, and I tell that to a lot of the founders that I that I work with. You know, I, I, 
I do in advisory calls with founders, you know, three or four times a week. Uh, in fact, I, I, there's a there's a great platform that your your um, your listeners might might like to check out. It's called Clarity Clarity FM, and it's a it's a, a consulting advisory platform where you talk to different um, entrepreneurs or experts on all kinds of topics by the minute. You pay by the minute. Uh, and it's phone calls, and it's an, it's an incredible way to connect with really really talented people. Uh, and I you know I've done 550 calls on that platform over the last you know eight years. Um, and that's one of the things I tell them a lot is like, hey, if you're you know let's really evaluate why you want to raise money and what you're going to do with it and what the pros and cons are. And sometimes it makes sense, and sometimes it doesn't. You know. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um. All right, all right. So um, my next question for you, Jeff, is um, what would you say are the main challenges you face today? I think one of them you already mentioned, which is this product being something people have easy alternatives to. People already have like, there are different ways of kind of hacking something like this together, um, whether or not it works as well as Markup Hero or not. You know, so like, um, are there other challenges and how are you like, thinking about you know um solving for this yeah there's always challenges i'd say that the you know the competition in in a low cost category is is a very unique challenge something that that you know we're, we have to work work against um another you know another thing that that is a constant battle and this is something for every startup um is you know really understanding the customer pain and that that ultimately drives you know, adoption and uh, engagement and retention. Uh, you know, it's the it's the concept of of customer development, and it's something that I I really you know preach a lot. And in fact, I I teach a an, a high school entrepreneurship class. I've been teaching for six years here in Los Angeles, oh, and that's wow. for yeah, it's great class, a lot of fun. My actually startup next week is it, we go back. Um, I only teach the one class, uh, but you know, a core to that that. Um, that course is about customer development, about talking to your customers, you know, on the phone or in person and trying to understand what their real pain is. And with a product like this, uh, you know, the, there is a need in doing this activity, but it's not necessarily the uh, a major pain for them such that they want to, you know, solve it better than how they're solving it now. That's that that kind of competitive low price issue and so you know one of the things that I, I spend a lot of time with is, is talking to customers you know we have a great feedback loop and use a you know a product roadmap um, tool to collect uh, feedback we use a product called feedbear there's a bunch out there for that um, but we you know we talk to our customers regularly and try to identify especially for each segment of user what is the most acute the most significant pain that they deal with. And um, as we start to learn what those things are, that's how we can you know, derive our, our roadmap for what we build next. And it's, it's just kind of fascinating to see when you actually talk to a customer, not just send them a survey, but actually speak with them in person and you know, try to extract what their real issues are. And, that, and you can't do that by simply asking like, hey, what's your problem? You know, because a lot of times they won't be able to tell you or you also can't ask them, you know, hey, is this your problem? 
because almost certainly you're going to get either, well, you're definitely going to get a yes or a no. And a lot of times you'll get, you'll get a yes and it's kind of a false positive. It's not necessarily their real problem or their most acute problem. So, you know, talking to customers uh, is, is a constant thing that every startup needs to do to extract that information. Um, and it's, it's definitely a, a, a challenge for us um you know to find those little nuggets of things that we can do to get them to say like oh my gosh you know what that is very different than what's out there i do actually need to try an alternative solution yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense um i think the very last question i have for you is what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned so far you know building businesses not just even markup here you know just being in VC space, being in product building space, what would you think you, the biggest lesson you would like to pass on to founders? I think you really dropped a lot of really, really um, insightful advice, but like I would like to hear more. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more on kind of what I, what I was just talking about is, is overall the biggest lesson. I mean, my very first startup that I, that I built was a great, cool piece of software. This was in 2000, so I've been around for a while. Um, and, and we really had no idea what problem we were solving. We saw something cool to do and something interesting and fun. And some people thought it was neat and fun, but we weren't solving any specific problem for people. There was no real need there. And, and it was, you know, so nobody really cared. Uh, and, you know, surprisingly that is from my experience, the number one problem with with founders and startups is you know they build something that sounds like it would be a great product but they haven't done any of the actual work to you know to talk to customers to see you know and um and i'll give you a great little quick story about uh, a founder that i was working with that was telling me about you know when he wanted to build a business and and he realized that kind of late um, he was working, trying to do something in the, the social impact space, so doing good for, for people. And he went into some poor neighborhoods in different parts of, of Southern California. And he saw that, you know, they were mostly eating, you know, McDonald's and fast food and, and unhealthy stuff. And that led to a lot of problems for people in those areas. And he, he assumed that if he were to build a very high quality, good, healthy food store, like, you know, with really good um, uh, natural foods and healthy products at a reasonable price, uh, he, they would, get, they would go after that. There was nothing like that in the neighborhood. It just seems logical that that would be the case. And he, he launched this store and, you know, people didn't really come. And he went and started talking to people in the neighborhood and he found out that like the problem for them wasn't that they um, that they wanted or needed healthy food. They did need that, but it wasn't in their mind their issue. Their issue was they had a very little money and and b very little time. And so McDonald's was a solution for them because it was very fast and easy and they could accomplish the goal of getting their families fed very, very quickly. Whereas his store was something you had to go in and pick out the items and make the food and do all this stuff that they were not prepared and, and capable of doing. And the company did not work out, obviously, um, because it wasn't solving the specific problem for that particular community. You know, and that's something that uh, I've learned over the years, like I said, the hard way for myself 
And, um, you know, in every business, I really try to focus on that. In, in fact, this past, uh, this past month, I had been working on a, on an online course just on that topic. So I basically took my, my year long or my semester long high school course and converted into a two hour class on Udemy, uh, all around customer development and how to actually connect with your people, your customers, talk to them before you launch and under truly understand what that pain point is. You build something that people need. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a link at the end or if, if anyone wants to check that out in a, in a coupon code, but it's a, it's a great, you know, thing to do. And all entrepreneurs and founders should be doing that before they launch their business to make sure they're on the right track and they have, they have an opportunity to iterate through to, to a business that really works. Mm. That's actually super, super interesting. Um, I love the customer obsession, you know, just focusing on the customer, um, learning about the customer learning so much about customer as much as you can understanding where the pain points are and then understanding where you know whatever solution you're building fits in their own workflow you know i think that's really really amazing and on this note i'd like to say thank you so much jeff for coming on the couch today this has been a very very interesting conversation what do you think yeah my pleasure i've enjoyed it and i hope your listeners get some value and i'll give you you know information to get a hold of me if anybody wants to to connect with me further i'd love for for anybody to check out this course or contact me directly and happy to happy to help other founders that's one of the things i love to do so it's been it's been great i really appreciate the opportunity yeah and for everyone listening um make sure to subscribe make sure to share this episode with your friends make sure to also check out markup hero if you're a product manager if you're project manager you know it would help you with you know communicating with your team doing handoffs doing feedback sessions you know q a's whatever you know just check out markup hero today you would really really be you know wild it's markuphero.com so make sure to check them out today and for everyone else make sure to stay tuned because every single week we bring you amazing people like jeff so make sure to you know subscribe make sure to stay tuned and until next time see ya